Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bing, big bong, big bong, big bong. Why are you so excited? Why so many bings and bongs this week? Because I had a coffee. Ah, that explains so much. Because I've been so tied to my bones. I thought you might have been excited because you've got a new podcast, Claire. I am. I'm also excited because of that. I'm excited slash Full of ex- existential dread about it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been fun. Someone shared on Instagram recently this really great thing about when you're making a long-term project and it's a graph of just the peaks and the troughs mm. and it just goes through you kind of like, oh, this is all right, oh, I'm doing okay, oh, this is really good and then immediately this is the worst thing I've ever what done and I this doing? is a painful pit of despair and I hate it and everything should go. Well, I just showed you some reviews that you've, you've had already for it. By the way, it's called Taunts. And um, it's got a full stop at the end. <laughs> um, it doesn't say full stop. It's just a it's Is that a why you stop. paused? I thought you were going to tell me something about else. It. I didn't think about it. <laughs> but I just showed you some reviews and you were like, oh, my God, that's so nice. And then you were like, you wrote those. <laughs> I'm like, why? why? I mean, I can see why I would, but I did, I did it right. Though. Look, it's, it's a po- podcast about feeling all of it, mm. which, means, which is really a long-form way of saying it's about emotional resilience and <laughs> mental health. And shockingly, that's the thing I feel like I know the most about because I have many emotions all of the time, all at once. And to navigate that is really difficult. And so unsurprisingly, I'm having many feelings about launching a new podcast, Mm. (laughs) some of which are joyful and some of which are just full of terror. Oh, my God. That's good. That's really good. Mm. I think it's exciting. I think it's very exciting and people should check it out and review it. It's on all platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, others. Yeah, all the things. Planet well, Broadcasting, Big Sandwich. Correct, it's, it's that. So my first episode is with Jamila Risby, who's mm-hmm. this wonderful friend of mine. And she's a just she used to advise prime ministers. Mm. And she's a writer and a podcaster um, and a gender advocate. And we get really silly and talk about kind of silly histories and boyfriends and stuff like that. But we also go quite deep and talk about... Um, motherhood and womanhood, and there's some really great parenting advice in there. Actually, that I don't has need been it, but used I appreciate already. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen or don't. Totally I have up listened. To you. I really appreciate it. Okay, just it's before we get launched into the mm-hmm. whole thing, this is suggestible podcast. I'm yes. Claire James here. Also, we are married, and we recommend you things. And while we're just continuing to shamelessly plug my own show. I will say that you, Jim Bob over there, Hello. even though you might have been losing your mind a little bit because all I could talk about is either this podcast venture I'm doing or the fact I didn't get to my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can just watch it on DVD. <laughs> Uh, except, no, I can't. It's not filmed anywhere. No, I meant the, uh, my best friend's oh. movie. <laughs> True. Good point. You make a very good point. I just want to say thank you so much because at every opportunity, and I've not watched you on social media, you just have been so bloody supportive every step of the goddamn way. Well, can and I just I say, appreciate it. This, uh, I'm, I appreciate this, but this should be an off-air conversation, Claire. You bring all these kudos to the show. No. You say she was silent. We haven't spoken for a week. <laughs> <laughs> that was not true. <laughs> no, you know why I'm saying it? It leads into my first recommendation. Okay, actually. let's do it. Can I do it? Yeah. 
All right. Okay. So my first recommendation is a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. Oh. And uh, Glennon Doyle, who you know I love and I'm obsessed with. Yes, yes. And her sister Amanda Melton hosts this podcast. And it's kind of an extension of her book Untamed and just all of her work really. She's read and kind of reviewed and delved really deeply into her audience and what they're going through and what they need. Okay. And the show, it's I guess it's really for women. Good things or hard things? Hard things. So it's really about how to navigate life, really. And her and her sister have big, hard conversations about uh, the struggles that they've had. So the first episode is on boundaries and Mm -hmm. setting firm boundaries with yourself and with others. And if it's your family or your close loved ones, it's mainly really from like a female perspective. Right. Uh, Though I think men would get a lot out of it too. Mm. It's just about trying to protect what's yours and develop a life that is healthy and happy. And part of that is creating boundaries that are not necessarily to keep people away, but to teach people how you want them, how you want to be treated and to know where your boundary is and how much you can give before or how much is too much and learning how to say no to things, which I think especially for women is really difficult. Do you find that hard? I feel like, that's, I feel that's a loaded question because I know the answer. Uh, no. No. I'm really good at saying no. Yeah, you are. Like, I'm not doing that. You've got like super firm boundaries. And I think generally men, and this is hetero men obviously, and so quite generalization, but men generally are much better at just setting their boundaries and being like, oh, well, they're not probably going to like me. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if such, such and such doesn't like me or doesn't or is offended because I didn't go to their barbecue. Oh, well. I'm glad I didn't go to the barbecue. Yeah. So the other topics are addiction mm-hmm. uh, because Glennon was an alcoholic and I guess still is an alcoholic in that she uh, still goes to AA meetings and writes a lot about addiction and how that kind of manifested in her life. She also had an eating disorder. Mm. So they delve into that. And what's really interesting about that episode is they look at her sister who was there for her through that and why they still have such a good relationship, even though Glennon was obviously so troubled and kind of tried to shut her out. Yeah, right. So it was a really interesting discussion about the flip side of like loving someone with addiction issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was a lot of really great teachable moments in that. The fourth one's about fun and how generally women of a certain age, like my age, don't know how to f- have fun. What, is, what do you mean? Okay, so this is all the stuff. This is why I think it'd be so good for um, people to listen to this, especially yeah. men to listen to this, right? Historically, men know how to have fun. Like you guys have from a very young age, you play football, you you have your likes and dislikes, you hang out with your friends and you just hang out for fun's sake. Mm-hmm. Like you talk shit to each other, you gentle ribbing, you play poker, you have hobbies like, I don't know, you might have seen your dad be into woodwork or into like steam trains or, you know, all the things he loves, right? Sure. Reads, reads books, whatever it is, you know. And that's something that men have just, they've got time in their lives for, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, or generally speaking. Or they make time yeah. for it, right? Women are socialised out of having fun for fun's sake. Mm. So we're from a very young age taught to be conscious of our bodies and ourselves and how we look when we do things. Mm -hmm. And when we do do things for fun, in inverted commas, so often it's like not when we're kids but it's happened slowly over time that we start to learn that fun for women is supposed to be stuff that's like, I don't know, self-helpy. 
like you're supposed to do your nails or get your hair done and that's for fun. Except, that sounds fun. Except, I mean, and sort of is fun, <laughs> but also it's kind of not. It's boring in some <laughs> ways because you, what you're doing it for is social expectation. Yeah, okay, so that you can you. feel yeah, good yeah. about yourself when you go into social settings. I see that, yeah, yeah. And and you can enjoy these things. That's and true. I like a haircut, getting those things. For me done. at least. A haircut is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's and look, not fun I, at all. But and I and I've realized I don't I find it boring getting my nails and my hair done. What I like about it is that I'm investing in myself so that yeah. the thought of me then going into a future social situation and going, I've I've taken care of myself, I feel confident because I've got my hair done and all my nails are done. Yeah. But it's not fun in the moment for fun's sake, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's a generation of women, and I'm hoping it's changing, who've just lost their ability to just muck around because they don't have time. Well, women should play video games, what you're saying. <laughs> no, well, women don't have time to play video games. I think that's what the point is, that women, when women not with become... Your long, not with your long nails. <laughs> All I'm saying is I think that when women become mothers... Mm. The research shows they're 10 times to more likely to take on the domestic load. Mm -hmm. They tend to work 26 more hours a week in just general life admin, plus also their own, like if they're also working in a job, plus childcare and all those other things. And it's just generally the way it works. And there's this kind of hidden stuff that women take on. And because of all of that, they've kind of lost a sense of fun. And so they talk a lot about that in the show about how to bring fun back into your life. Here's a question then. Like, what would you consider? What's something that you'd love to do that's fun? Or even that you do do that's fun. Okay, yeah. right. So I would say I'm, I am I'd learning. be very interested to know what people do for fun, actually. Women specifically. Like yeah, the all right. In, yeah. Okay, so women don't tend to. I know. If you want to, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, that's and that's, that's the problem. So often women get in this void where they're like, I don't know what I want to do fun because I might have fun with my kids. But that's actually just doing what they want to do. Yeah. And maybe I have fun with my husband, but women just end up doing whatever their husband thinks is fun. That's true. And I think what's fun is getting my nails done. <laughs> no, so, but I like, I think I'm a little different in that what I think is fun and part of it is like talking to my friends, right? Like going out and hanging with my friends. Um, but often that's also because you're connecting with them and it's good for you to talk about your problems and for them to talk about theirs. So you're building these friendships and social networks to get information for your kids and your families and yourself about life and about everything. So that's not really just for fun. That's that's like listening and connecting. Then what's something that you (laughs) think would be fun for you? Okay, so surfing. Uh, okay, yeah, fair point. Yeah. yeah, and which is what is funny about that is that I went surfing. I am by no means a surfer. I am not good at it. I am terrible. She, she's she's being very modest. <laughs> she can hang 10 with the best of us. I can. Woo, dude. Rip 10 or whatever. No, I'm bad at it. <laughs> you know all the lingo. No, I, I know. I know exactly. Jump on the wagon and circle around the, the loopy waves. Yeah. Let's <laughs> anyway, party down. But I do it because I, I just really enjoy it. Because the other thing I love is exercise, but I also do that. Like I get a lot of joy out of exercise. Yeah. But the other flip side of it is it's like eating your vegetables. Yeah, totally. You, know, you got to do it because it makes you feel good. I have exercise. But when I went surfing, a lot of people in my life, or at least quite a few were surprised when I when they or even a friend of ours when you said where's Claire and she said you said oh she's gone surfing and she was like what and yeah. and I think there's this sort of weird thing that happens but like so often our friends' husbands will go surfing that's true or, if I was or, if it was yeah. me it'd be like I went yeah. well actually people would be surprised if I or if you went surfing because you hate surfing I hate surfers <laughs> and I hate surfing yeah, exactly. 
But you're specifically... You're, it's like, almost like you're doing it to spite me, to rub it in my face. But if you went to play basketball with your friends, yeah. or, I mean, I would be surprised because you don't really like to leave the house, but, like, no one's surprised that you decided you've got a new video game that you love and you decided to play that video game. Yeah. Like, as a, I know that's partly for your job, but it's also, you know, no one's surprised nah, by that. <laughs> it is for you. But I think... There's something that when women carve out that time, mm. it's very rare they actually do. Like if you think about your mum's life even, or yeah. I think about my mum's life, I know what my dad did for fun. Like, opera. you know, the, yeah, opera or woodworking, you know, he'd have, and that kind of stuff he would do or playing, you know, games or that kind of stuff. But I don't necessarily know what my mum did for f- just fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, in the same way. It's interesting though because like, if I like, and I, I when I do play basketball, very which I haven't really in the past year because every now and parenthood then, and slash yeah, global pandemic. Yeah, but like my friends and I will go play or whatever. But like, if it was like, where's Claire gone? You've gone to play basketball. I'd be like, what? Why? <laughs> like, it would be. I'd be surprised if you went to play basketball. For yeah, example. just for yeah. fun. Yeah, because I don't do anything just for fun. It's true, and I, that's why I like it. Yeah. So. <laughs> But that's and I just think that's a lot something to do with social conditioning because our daughter is super fun, yeah, and just does is silly, yeah. But I often find it hard with my son to play with him for for long because you can have a lot of fun with him, but I find it hard not because I don't want to, but because while I'm playing with him, I start to notice the mess in the corner. I haven't sorted the clothes yeah. out in his cupboard. He needs pants for school tomorrow. I have to pack his lunches. What? Oh, this ha- this part of the room could do with a sort out. His Lego doesn't all match in the same box. Yeah. How's he's going to lose that book? What have I done? What am I doing for this? I need to call that friend. I find it really hard to stay in a silly game with him. Mm. Whereas I watch you do it, and it seems so effortless. Yeah. No, you might be right. You yeah. I, I, that, to be fair, like I'm not thinking about any of that stuff when we're playing. You're not. See, I, t- I quietly tidy while I'm playing. <laughs> you are fun. I know, exactly. I'm not fun. The one thing I thought was interesting about this is it means that you need to – it's about hobbies, right? And yeah, It's about totally. just being silly. And whether that's with your friends. I have a very good friend, Kate, who's really good at this. She just does stuff for fun. Yeah. Not for a reason. Like I love bushwalking, but I don't go and just do that because I think, well, it's not hard enough exercise and I need to be – raising my heart rate for this X, Y, Z thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, Glennon's podcast is so interesting about this. One of the things and the takeaways that I took from it was that the the only way that I really can build fun into my life when I feel like I don't have any time to do that and it's a waste, it's like wasted time, which is also sad that fun could be seen as a waste of time because they actually saw that that joy and silliness is actually – the opposite of gloom, it's not the opposite of busy. Yeah. Okay, so you know how it. you can think, well, fun and silliness, well, like what's that opposing thing? It's, it's, it's like frivolous and whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But actually that's what keeps life fun and interesting and obviously fun. But that's what keeps life, gives you that zest for life mm. and makes things, it gives you energy. And so, you know, it's like, and it's not rest because I think that's the other part of it. When you do have, or when I feel I do have time, I rest. Resting is not the same as silly playfulness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. What if you have a silly dream? Yeah, a silly dream. Correct. Yeah, mm. I guess so. No, so the one thing I do do for fun other than that is music and dancing. That is That's true. my favourite, favourite thing. And that is the one thing that regardless of what situation you're in or how much work you have on your plate, music is the thing that you can bring into your life to make it fun. 
That's true. You can, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You don't find that as much, but I like music. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Right. But for me, that's what brings me back into myself. And yeah, while yeah. I'm driving somewhere or cleaning the house or, I don't know, surfing. hanging with, making, surfing or making breakfast for the kids, I can put a song on and it doesn't require any extra time, but it gives you that kind of lightness and joy. Anyway, I really recommend this podcast. I think it's there's a lot cool. in it, especially if you're a man, actually. Oh, especially because, if you're a yeah, man. Yeah, genuinely, because I think it will give you a lot of insight into your partners or into your future relationships if you're a bloke who wants to be a better partner and a better husband and a better father, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then this podcast, I think, will, it will be a real um, what if, ear what if, opener. What if you feel like you're already nailing it and you don't need to learn anything ever again? Well, you're an asshole. <laughs> no. I'm not saying me specifically, no, but if no. somebody was to think that, for example. Well, I feel like that's a closed mindset no. rather than open mindset. It's never going to get you where you want to go. Anyway, I've, I've lectured enough. I've done enough. Your turn. Claire, you've never lectured enough. But. <laughs> so, oh, the one other one takeaway. For example. The last conversation they had, which I thought was great, was all about making the invisible work visible mm-hmm. and then sitting down with your partner and having an honest conversation about splitting up the load of yeah. the household and the childcare and the groceries and the cleaning. So it's not just because if you don't do that, then the default setting is usually the women do it. Sure, yeah, yeah. Regardless of how many hours you both do. Mm. And that's not everyone's fault necessarily. It's just the social conditioning we've been living in. Yeah. But if you both sit down and you go, okay, these are all the things that have to get done for the week. What ticker, what kind of emotional thought space are you going to hold on to? Like are you going to be in charge of the groceries? Mm. Are you going to be in charge of the laundry? Are you going to be in charge of all birthday parties from now on? Or all the kids' recreational stuff? Sure. Like or the school readers? Like what is it that you're going to take so that all of those moving parts of a family's life doesn't just exist in my head or in the mm. the wife's head. It can be seen and divided equally. Gotcha. To make things work so that one person doesn't become bitter and resentful yep, and yep. no fun. <laughs> Does that make sense? That makes 100% sense. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. All right. Enough. Your turn. No, no. Are you sure? Because you said before you were like, <laughs> I'm done lecturing. And then you launched into. Uh, you know, I'll lecture till the cows come out. Let no me just doubt. drink my coffee while you continue with your okay, recommendation. Okay. okay. Uh, this I've been watching. I've finally caught up on all of it. It's called For All Mankind. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And it's a it's a, it's a it's on Apple Plus, which is which is a service that I say every now and then is like this has got a good thing on it or whatever. It's pretty good. It might even be worth getting at this point. I'm not going to go that far, but it's got some pretty solid shows on it. You love this show. You've it's been really watching good. it. Heaps. Uh, so it's it's by Ronald D. Moore, and he worked on a lot of Star Trek in the 80s of nine and nineties, including the Next Generation. He also worked on Battlestar Galactica, the reboot that happened in 2003, as well as Outlander, which is about love and time travel or something. I've never seen it. 
Ah, uh, but it's uh, you've, you've watched a bit of Outlander, hasn't it? Haven't you? People yes. say it's, Ooh, it's, very say it's sexy. very People say it's very sexy. It's very sexy. People say it's very sexy. <laughs> the sex scene in that is from a female perspective and it is spot on. Oh, I see. There's not many of those kind of sex scenes. So when you see one, you remember it. Damn, Claire said. <laughs> anyway, it stars Joel Kinnaman. It stars Sarah Jones. It stars Michael Dorman. It stars Chantal Van Santen, right? So essentially it's about what if the space race never ended? Right, so it starts with the moon landing as it did in 1969 or whenever it was. I can't remember exactly. 69. Let's just say it was <laughs> <laughs> from a woman's perspective. Am I right? But um, but this is a very fun. Let's put some music on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, what chores are you doing? No, but um, <laughs> but it's a, a twist on it because the Russians arrive first, and as a result of that, it skews like the entire timeline of the space race and also modern technology and certain societal things moving forward. And then it's uh, they find you find out next that uh, they've put, uh, I can't remember whether they, the Russians put a woman in space or on the moon, but that then speeds things up in the US program when they start taking in more women and more people of colour to kind of get ahead of this, right? So it essentially leads to a human-occupied base on the moon in the 70s. And, it, and then it essentially it's like this, the Cold War between the Russians and the US never ends because they're constantly trying to one-up each other. They're expanding their territories. They're looking for ice on the moon because from that you can then have unlimited, you know, fuel resources and and whatever. And then it's about, like, pushing forward in, like, to Mars and, and beyond. So you see, like, technology in that advance, just that little bit beyond what it was because it has to. Like, if you want to talk to somebody on the moon, you need to move things forward. And that... Ref- like a lot of the advancements in technology that we've had like day-to-day come from space exploration. You know, they, it's, it's because things have to advance and microchips get smaller, et cetera, and so forth. So it's, it's a lot of it's also focused on like fa- the families that are involved in this over the decades. It's also got the, uh, some tragedies are avoided that happened in real life, like the Challenger explosion didn't happen. Some, though, are, are created a resu- as a result of this. And there's little things like John Lennon is alive, like as a result of... The situation he gets shot, but he lives through it, so he's still alive in the, through the eighties. And each season, there's only been two, but it jumps a decade. So the second season is set in the eighties, and it follows like essentially the same people as I mentioned, but it brings in new characters and characters who are kids grow up and people who are, you know people die and and whatever. Uh, so a third season is currently in the works. I think it's coming next year at this point. I think they're currently filming it. The budget is insane. Also, it looks phenomenal. It uses a lot of like archival footage as well, but it's it's mostly you know all all kind of redone and it's just well acted. It's just a very it's, it gets also more compelling as it goes as things branch further from you know the the actual reality. And it's it's long. Like a, a lot of episodes are like an hour twenty, hour thirty. Oh, that's like a whole yeah. film. So it took me ages to get through it because I'd watch like, you know, you could, I can only watch one every few days or whatever, or not even. But I loved it. It's really great. Check it out for all mankind. And you've watched some of it, and you I have. It, was it looks okay. really good. No, it does look great. I, I need to watch it from the start. Mm. And now it's that thing that we talked about the other day. You watched it and talked about it. So should I watch it? Yeah, should you should watch it because I'd like to know what. Do. Yeah, what you think of what it? I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever like? Is there a world in which you would go to space? Never. Why? I don't want to. I don't. I don't. But you it. love space. I don't want to go into space. Things explode. It's the. It's the. The like the nothingness of it. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. Yeah. It is so strange, isn't it, that we spend so much money trying to, like, reach these places and go to this 
place, but we seem to not be investing in our own planet. Yeah, but I think what's interesting though, sense. if you do again, these like it benefits like they electric cars move forward. There's different energy sources. Like things come from exploration. Like it's not just can we get here. It's it expands science and technology and 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 like for example, like from a human perspective, you're getting, you know, you're getting different people involved and different perspectives and different, you know, ethnicities and genders and mm. all these kinds of things, I think is, I'm not saying that's how it would have happened necessarily, but I think these, you know, like first, you know, woman on the moon, first woman in space or whatever, first person of colour, these things are a big deal, you know, they they are. Mm. And it sets examples for people, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you've got heroes you can look up to. Possible. and yeah. So I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's not just can we get here and, put a flag in. I think it's more than that. And it is a shame that it's been pulled back. Well, it's been pulled back for a couple of decades now. You know, it's, it's kind of all slowed down, but now it seems like companies and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are like the forefront of this, which is kind of terrible. But, you know, what do you do? I think it's uh, I think it's exciting and interesting, but I wouldn't go. What about you? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't go either mm. because I feel like, well, Actually, I don't know. Maybe I would go. There would be something to seeing the Earth in its entirety yeah. in with your own eyes. It would and probably seeing it hanging there in space. Yeah, I've seen. Um, there's a really beautiful and kind of heartbreaking interview with an astronaut on David um, Attenborough's documentary. Sure, I think yeah. It's called Life, and it's all about obviously the planet and also global warming. And the astronaut talks about how. One, it's so mo- deeply moving to see the earth in its entirety like that from a distance because you realise how vulnerable yeah. and special and beautiful it is and how everybody's lives are all yeah, playing out. There, yeah. You know, everybody's there and it, it's all playing, all the animals, all the the, the water, all of it, every, yeah. all life is kind of teeming and, and hanging there in this sort of mm. nothingness. Yeah. And it's just... So moving, and it makes you think how precious it is. And anyway, I could go on. I'm in a very one of those kind of movies. Seems that way. Look, I think within our lifetime, when we're already starting to see it, there will be like commercial flights, affordable commercial flights to space, and probably the moon at some point. You know, in the next few decades. Um, So maybe, like maybe if it's you know it's super like because flying in a plane is very safe. So I'd imagine it'd get to that point. I mean, it's already pretty safe. They don't explode that often. You know, with people in them, that is, you know, doesn't really happen that much. So interesting. Mm. All right, my turn. Well, we might have to wrap things up, Claire. Well, already. Look at the time. We're now. No, some of that was you dilly dallying. What do you mean? You talked for like four hours. (laughs) I know you didn't cut me out. I was taking too much time. (laughs) Can I do one more recommendation? Fine, but you better. I have to edit this as well, so you got to keep it quick. But no, yeah, but I can edit it. You never edit it. Oh God, this is one of my chores. All right, sure, (laughs) okay. I just wanted to quickly talk about a documentary that's old um, okay. called Tig oh, yeah. from the comedian Tig Notaro. Um, it's her, I guess it's her life story mm-hmm. or a portion of her life. It's directed by Christina Goolsby and Ashley York with additional directing and writing from Jennifer Arnold. Um, and obviously it stars Tig and it deals with her diagnosis of cancer. And before that, um, with the death of her mother and also the kind of diagnosis of her suffering with a thing called C. diff which I hadn't heard about before, but is awful. It's a bacteria that basically eats your digestive tract. What? And it caused her to lose 20 pounds while she was filming a TV show. 
And so she nearly pounds, died. She's in, quite thin as is. It, yeah. Exactly. She nearly died in hospital from C. diff. And during that time, just as she was starting to recover, her mother just suddenly died uh, just before she was about oh to God. visit her in the hospital. And then after all of that, when she was struggling still with C. diff, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and, yeah. had, and had a double mastectomy. So it's then kind of chronicles that and also her attempt to become pregnant through IVF with her fiancé, Stephanie Allen. And it's just... It's so fascinating. She's such a fascinating human, Dig. Yeah. I mean, I love her comedy. Um, I think the reason why people might know this is because she did a legendary set at the Largo, which mm. is like a famous theatre in LA. And it was when she'd just kind of been diagnosed with cancer and she opened it saying, hello, good evening, hello, I have cancer, how are you? And uh, Louis C.K. famously said it was just a masterpiece yeah. of comedy and it kind of chronicles the effects of that as well and how she was kind of at the pinnacle of career and suddenly after going through all these things and her mother dying and dealing with all of this stuff and actually dealing with the cancer diagnosis and at that time when she did that set, she wasn't sure if she would survive. Yeah. In fact, she was fairly certain she was going to die and she hadn't really prepared anything. She just started talking mm. and it was just it's it's really kind of set. legendary. Yeah. yeah. So like Ed Helms was there. There were a few other people that were. Yeah, a lot of there. comedians are interviewed actually about mm. that night and it's been released under the title Live so you can go back and watch it. Anyway, it's on Netflix and it just made me really think. It's really good and she's really great and it's good that she's showing up in a bunch of things. She's in Star Trek Discovery. She's like a like a recurring character in that. She's in the new Zack Snyder movie where she replaced an alleged sex pest in that oh, movie. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, it's insane what they managed to do to put her so in that movie. crazy. Because yeah. you really like her comedy. I think she's you? great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's been around forever. But it was after that set in 2013 and whatever. It might have been a bit earlier. Yeah. That's when... 2012. That's when, yeah, 2012. That's when I found out about it. I didn't, I didn't know her before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know Mason's. Mason's met her, I think, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. She seems like a really cool person. Yeah. She's got a really interesting comedy style. It's very kind of dry and mm. laid back. Yeah. And it just was heartbreaking to hear her talk about her mum was sort of like her biggest influence and one yeah. of her best friends and just all of that. Yeah. So it's just life and what happens when you least expect it. So life. that's on Netflix. And you, there's also a comedy special from Tig as well called Happy to Be Here which you can check out as well. Very good. Well, look, while we're here, if there's something that you guys want to check out, maybe it's this podcast in terms of giving it a review. That's where we're at, isn't it, Claire? That's where we're at. So, uh, look, I did have another suggestible, but because Claire made it run late, I might have to push it back to <laughs> next week. Uh, but that's fine. Goodness gracious. That's, that's her priority. You just interjected and asserted yourself. No, I don't do that. In the show. I, I let women speak, Claire. <laughs> I'm that guy. Guy, do I Why want are you saying that sarcastically? What do you mean sarcastically? <laughs> I'm an advocate for all the bullshit that you do, Claire. Jesus, Mary and <laughs> Joseph. That's not very kind. This is from Danny Boy brackets the story. <laughs> Danny Boy. That's right. The pipes, the pipes are calling. Just in app. Uh, it's from, it says, Suvlaki Hut themed podcast. I like this podcast. <laughs> something I listen to when I'm anxious and helps me chill out. Claire is fantastic. James is quickly unraveling. And Meso is largely silent. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we should get him one again. We should get him one again. That yeah. old Meso. We've been thinking about doing something together for like Big Sam, which maybe you're just yeah, in general. Yeah, just for fun. Um, just yeah. now and then. Just to add to just the, fun. all the things that we always have to do. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'd have to think of an idea. I mean, because we do talk like off, when he comes here, we like chat for before and after. And yeah, exactly. We, he doesn't just walk in in silence and ignore you <laughs> or that. 
We do know each other. We do. We usually, that's our business meeting. Someone asked me, like, do you have business meeting? I said, not really. But Mason comes over. I'm usually in my pajamas and I sit on the kitchen bench and he just kind of talks. And you always go, oh, I'm in my pajamas. And it's like, calm down. It's been. We've been like, doing this for like eight years now. It's he's fine. seen me in all kinds of terror. Usually he's seen me asleep on the couch yeah. after you guys are recording. And I'm like, oh, Mason. And I'm like, get up. And you're like, what? <laughs> Anyways, you've got a letter, don't you? I do. This is from Jake Middleton. If you would like to recommend something, we would love you to. Any relation to Pippa Middleton? Oh, probably. Mm. I wonder if he has a nice bottom too. I don't know. Let's Did send us a pic, Jake. No, don't. Please don't. No, and also... <laughs> Pippa Middleton is much more about than just her bottom. I honestly don't know anything else about her other than her bottom, if I'm <laughs> honest. But I'm sure she is. Oh, goodness. So I think she got married, didn't she? She did. I'm yeah. sure she did. Anyway. So um, there's two things we know about her. <laughs> and she's we think si- she got married. She's the sister of Kate Middleton. Yeah. So, you know, there we go. We know that too. Okay. Hi, Claire and James. What up? I hope you are well, as well yeah, as one right. can be during these times. You're not wrong there, Jakey. <laughs> Your podcast helps me through long days at work, and I can't thank you enough for that. Anyway. Have either of you seen Inside? It's the new Bo Burnham comedy special on Netflix and his experience of making a comedy special during lockdown. It's very funny and also sad at times. Highly recommend and it's very funny. Thanks, Jake. I have to watch this thing that... Everybody has been tweeting about it. But then I looked and it's like hour and a half and I'm like... Uh, I'll watch an hour and a half of a space show Exactly. Instead. I'll just skim Netflix for an hour and a half. Okay, can I admit something? What's that? Pop- unpopular opinion. You don't like Bo Burnham? I watched half an hour of it and I had to turn it off. Why? I couldn't stand it. Wow, how come? I was really surprised. I really thought I would enjoy it. All right. I saw a tweet that Geraldine Hickey said that it's too much theatre kid energy. He does have big theatre kid energy. <laughs> and I love theatre kid energy because I ba- that is basically me So may- in a nutshell. So maybe it was like too close to home. Yeah, yeah. No, is it the no audience as well? No, that's not what it was. You know what I really think it was, if I'm being honest? He's too tall. No, I just was like, and maybe it gets better, so I really need to watch the rest of it. Mm. But I just felt like I get what this is. Okay. And I'm kind of bored. Wow. Yeah, I know. So unpopular opinion. But I just felt like it was just a lot of like kind of manic energy and really like, oh, the world's coming to an end and oh, isn't it terrible? And I'm just a white straight man. What do I have to say about it? <laughs> and here's another song. I just... Oh, I love another song. And I'm FaceTiming my mom and I've That's made a cool. song about it and he's a sock puppet. I don't know. I just, I just felt like... All right, I get this. I mean, maybe it changes. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard a lot of people like it, how people come to terms with their lockdown and the feelings and people relate to it and what. I haven't seen it. I don't Are know. people, do you mean like mostly blokes? Probably, Claire. You listen to a podcast, <laughs> it's just a woman being like, this is what a woman's about. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying, because I listen to stuff obviously made by men as well and all different types of people. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy that. Like, I think that's important for art to like, you know, to watch art that isn't just made by people that, you know, uh, reflect your own personality. Yeah. But there was something about this that just did not speak to me. Maybe it was, you know what it was? What's that? I have no fucking time in lockdown. I had a freaking baby to feed. I was like trying to clean a house. Uh, I was trying to so like, he's like what do, do I do life. With my time? And he's like, what do I do with my time? Oh, I'm going to make, I've got so much time. I'm going to lip sync perfectly for a sock puppet to then talk to it. And I just thought about all of the women. Lip sync or like? 
Yeah, so uh, he gets a puppet, like he makes a soft puppet. Oh, do you puppet. mean um, ventriloquism or whatever? Yeah, yeah, but how he would have had to have done it, because mm. not, it's not ventriloquy, oh, okay. he would have had to like sing his part, move the sock puppet's mouth, and then go and re-record oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. him singing the sock puppet bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, I just felt like the, the millions of women during this pandemic who were taking on so much more work than they used to. And it is statistically true mm. that during the pandemic, it has pr- imp- just proportionally affected women true. Yeah. and their workload and they're trying to raise kids and homeschool like you were. There's no fucking time to make a one-man show. You don't remember my <laughs> one-man sock puppet show? But no, that's what just really annoyed me about it. I was like, oh, I know that you've got all these fields. And maybe if I was living alone, it would have spoken to me. Yeah. But because we were trying to just like push out a baby, feed the baby, not sleep, still run a business. Also, like, homeschool a four-year-old who is extremely bored, you know, cope with our friends and family and just, like, generally keep a house running and feed a dog. I was just like, you have too much time on your hands, mate. Well, An hour and a half? Well, you know, but you're, <laughs> you've actually, yeah, you've you've sold me on not watching it, to be honest. All these things you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that does sound like bullshit. <laughs> So from Claire and I, Jake, you, you need to – no, I'm sorry. No, thank you, thank you Jake. No, and also, I, think, I had full disclaimer, I've only watched half an hour, yeah. so I've really But I think also, like, everybody's experience of the lockdown was different. And if you're, like, Bo Burnham apparently was, like, alone for a year, you know exactly. what I mean? It's like, that's incredibly exactly. taxing. It's just that that's, that wasn't our experience. Exactly. If anything, we were the opposite of alone. Yeah. I mean, we, we know. Yeah, yeah we were exactly. Yeah, <laughs> together. exactly. And I think that's what – I think that's – um, yeah. In a nutshell, why this didn't speak to me. However, wow. if it did speak to you, that doesn't mean it's not a good. That's pe- the great first time somebody's art. sent a recommendation. We've just been like, no, <laughs> I'm Jake. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, and actually, everyone should watch it because it does. It seems like he put in so much effort. Yeah, you know, so good on him, Bo Burnham, cool. and I like him. Yeah, me too. I think he's really talented. Mm. So it might just be that we've got some. Uh, well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I would actually really love you to watch it. I now don't want to watch see it now. <laughs> <laughs> just even fifteen minutes of it. I can't. <laughs> I'm done. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. We've been Suggestible Pod. Uh, thank you so much. And as always, thank you to the Royal Collings, except he's not here. So thank you, James. That's right. These go up early at bigsandwich.co if you do want to check them out. Also, our Correct. local review is probably up at some point soon. Exactly. Oh, and I have a newsletter. It comes out every Friday. And a new podcast. If you would like to subscribe. And a podcast if you would like to listen. And it comes out, comes out on a Tuesday. Great, great, great. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.